You're doing fine. No, you're not. Yes, you are. You really, really are. I mean, given everything that's happened, don't forget, you've come quite far. You're doing great. No, you're not. Yes, you are. Couldn't be more clear. I mean, you, you wore the mask, got the shot, now you're sitting here. And so you're fine. No, you're not. Yes, you are. You're not, no, no, don't, don't listen to him. We both know that the country's still shit and the future, eh, it's looking grim. And because of that, you're anxious and tense, exhausted and resigned. But the one thing, the one thing that you are not right now is fine. <laughs> this guy, am I right? <laughs> You got stuff done. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. During lockdown, you worked on yourself. You got a hobby or two. You learned something new. You grabbed a book off the shelf. Ah, hell, that's cute. But no, you didn't. You watched TV. You just sat your ass in a chair. And you started with, what was it? Oh, yeah, Tiger King. And it all just kind of went downhill from there. No, no, no. No, you deserve your TV time. Sometimes you just needed an escape. Right! The kind that lasted for what? 15 months? And now look at you. Oh my God, you're out of shape. No, you're not. And you got through this on your own terms and he's, he's, he's being out of line. No, you're good. Bad, bright, bleak, great, sad, strong, weak, fine. You're outside again with your friends. Your friends, old and new. Right, and if we've learned anything else, you're also surrounded by douchebags, too. No, no, wait, wait. If, if, if you see someone struggling, you, you don't go make fun of them. Well, I assure you, there's people who do. Well, gladly you're not one of them, and so you're fine. No, you're not. Yes, you are. Your heart, bip, 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 bip. look. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to Mr. Happy over here, Mr. Self-Help Book, and listen to me when I tell you that you don't have the strength to get through. No, no, listen to me, because after all, I'm your brain. And I love you. I mean it. I love you, and I'll always be there to ease your pain. Ah, no, 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 back over here. Actually, I am your brain and I hate you. I fucking hate you. And I wish to God I was not in your head, but I can't get out. So I'm stuck here instead. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who lets you know that you're stronger. And yet I'm the one whose voice you remember longer. Well, I, I'm the one who just couldn't be prouder. And yet mine's the voice that's always Right? So it's me you hear when I tell you you're scum. And when you make a mistake, I tell you you're dumb and weak. Yeah, well, we both know that's true. And everyone at your table, I think they know it too. Wait, 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 hold on. No, 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 hold on. Let's cut to the chase. What have you accomplished? You're a, decra a disgrace. I mean, how long is it again? A year and a half, and now you're ready to get back out there? Oh, don't make me laugh. Okay, come on. What's your post-COVID plan? You do not have one. Well, I'm doing the best that I can. Well, your best isn't good enough, and it's just getting worse. Hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? This is my fucking verse. 
You don't realize that you're a warrior and you're stronger than you think. You got through Trump and a lockdown. You deserve a fucking drink. But the future, ah yes, the future. Yes, that's where anxiety thrives. But have you noticed the future never gets here? The anxiety, the, anxiety the, the future never arrives. All we have is now, and now as always, you are killing it, I can tell. And even at those times when you don't feel fine, fine, that's fine as well. And in those instances, what do you do? You take care of yourself, you get some ice cream, you rest, you take a shower, or now and then, just take a Xanax, it'll shut him up for an hour. That's right, he's gone, for now. Yes, the secret to life is turning his volume down somehow. And he'll, his voice is always the one you'll hear right when you're trying to take a breather. And he'll never really go away. But I'm not leaving either. So remember whose voice conveys the truth. Spoiler alert, it's mine. He's, keep that in mind. You're doing fine. Yes, you are. That was, of course, the one and only Bill Larkin, the populist, pugilist pianist of the paper machete, briefly allowing us access to both hemispheres of his optimistic, pessimist brain, as well as his occasionally ethyl merman-like lungs. He's a merminoid. Anyway, this is the Paper Machete Audio Magazine. This is Christopher. The performances on this episode were recorded at the Green Mill in front of a live audience on July 3rd, 2021, our second live show back after you-know-what-19, no big whoop. Here's this week's musical guests, the Braided Janes. Parece que las estrellas se abren para mí. Parece que el universo tiene algo que decir qué sé Yo me voy bien Yeah, 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 yeah. 
It feels like the universe wants to set me free. Janes, and this is the Machete Audio Magazine. Thanks for listening. We're going to kick this week's show off with stand-up comedy. The voice you're about to hear belongs to a wonderful comedian from Houston, Texas. This is Zahid Devji. Oh, 
Thank you guys so much, man. Uh, this is great, man. It's nice to be here. Hello. Uh, I, uh, everyone, look at this. We're back. We're all vaccinated, hopefully. This is nice. <laughs> I'm coming in from Houston. I, I, got, I got vaccinated. Before I got vaccinated, I wanted to get tested. Yes? No? Okay. For vaccination or for Houston. Don't know. You're just excited to be here. I like it. <laughs> Before I got vaccinated, I wanted to get tested. So I went, I went to the place where you, under the bridge, you know? No. Uh, I went. I got tested. And the lady at the front was like, who's your insurance provider? And then without thinking about it, I was like, oh, uh, my mom. <laughs> and then she got like a little white lady mad at me, which is my favorite. She's like kind of like sassing me. She's like, so you're on your mom's plan? Is that what you're saying? You're on your mom's plan? I was like, lady, I have $100,000 of student loan debt and I'm trying to do comedy for a living. <laughs> Nothing I'm doing is according to my mom's plan right now. Let's just... <laughs> And I coughed in her face and I got out of there, so. I'm, I'm glad, it's nice, it's nice to travel again. It's fun, I haven't taken a flight for comedy in a long time. Uh, if you are flying for the first time in a while, I will tell you this, uh, there's this new trend that's going around where people are all excited for their, their pandemic sales that you bought. You wanna wear your new shit to the airport. Uh, don't do that, you're an asshole. You're making the rest of us look bad, stop. Have some decency to look like a slob, okay? Don't wear your new Jordans. It's, it's fucking, it's, it's baggy pants and stupid t-shirts with tomato sauce stains. You should be looking like you're going through a divorce when you get to the airport. That's it. I posted on Facebook recently and someone went, well, you know, back in the 60s, they actually used to dress up, they used to dress up to go to the airport. And I'm like, all right, well, back in the 60s, uh, we used to smoke, we used to blow smoke in babies' faces. We don't do that anymore. It's progress. Learn a little bit, okay? Also, in the, the, we tried the 60s out this past year. Everyone was just being racist and going to drive-in movie theaters. It sucked. <laughs> but don't do that anymore. There was a lot of racial stuff is good. It's good. It makes people uncomfortable and we have to have the conversation and then I get to be a comedian and make people uncomfortable. I like it. I live in, I live in Texas and, so, and I like to make jokes and sometimes that goes well and sometimes it doesn't, like in this next joke. Here's what happened. I, I, in last summer I, I, was, uh, I, went, I was hungover so I went to a Starbucks to get a cup of coffee and then the lady at the front was like, how would you like your coffee? And I went, let's just say I like my coffee like I like my lives that matter. <laughs> but it's Texas. So she gave me all of the coffees they had. Ah, there we go, Machete. It's a smart audience. <laughs> did everybody have a good pandemic? <laughs> I don't know what you guys did during the pandemic. I spent a lot of the, I spent a lot of the pandemic trying to convince my sister-in-law that Leanne Rhymes and Busta Rhymes are related. <laughs> it's pretty dumb, so that's fun. I used to think before the pandemic, the thing that I loved doing was stand-up comedy. I, that's what I thought I used to love doing. Because they you know that phrase, uh, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And as it turns out, the thing that I love doing is uh, being on unemployment. That's my favorite shit. I love that. Remember this past year when the government was like, here's $2,000 to jack off and drink wine. You're like, hell yeah, this is a good program. We're finally getting this country together. Hell yeah. 
Some people worked out. I don't work out. You have eyes. <laughs> I, I don't work out. I look like when you ask a five-year-old to draw a person. You know what I mean? <laughs> just arms and limbs and there's no, you know, integrity here and just a circle for a head. It sucks. I'm also bald, you know? For the bald guys, this set's for you. Yeah, American hero. We should be able to park and disable parking at CVS. We're living a different life. People will come up to you when they're bald, and they'll just tell you you're bald. You're like, damn, you're bald. You're like, all right, yeah, I don't know. And I was at a bar, this guy was like, man, I know what it's like to be bald. One time I lost a bet and I had to shave my head. And I was like, all right, so you lost a contest and your punishment was my life? Sick, dude. Hell yeah, it's the same. Girls are trying to make you feel better. Like, actually, bald guys have more testosterone. Did you know that? They have more testosterone. I was like, all right, well, I look like this. So that doesn't really apply here. I don't walk up here and you're like, damn, look at all the testosterone off that skinny Indian. He's dripping of cum right now. This is insane. <laughs> doesn't work. Like, I don't work out, and I don't. But sometimes when I pee, it comes out clear, and that feels pretty goddamn close. Yeah. Yeah. You know those days when you look down, and you're like, water, I'm fucking crushing it right now. This is unbelievable. You drink out of the tap on this if you wanted to. Last summer, I drank two bottles of wine. The next morning, I woke up, it was clear. I was like, man, I'm like a reverse Jesus. This is unbelievable. Because no one, no one tells you the body you're going to have when you're little. No one sits down and tells kids the truth. We should do that. Just a purge for children. Just, just once a year, all the parents get together, sit a seven-year-old down and be like, listen, Santa's not real. I don't love your mother. And also, it's going to suck a lot later. Just let them know off the bat. No one tells you the body you're going to have. Like, like Danny DeVito. Exactly. I said someone's name and you laughed. And don't be like, oh, body positive. You would not want to be Danny DeVito. So stop it. Stop your shit, Chicago. We, don't we, we love Danny DeVito, do we not? Make some noise for Danny DeVito. We love Danny DeVito. He made it in Hollywood against all odds. Looking like that, looking like he was designed by Pixar, okay? Danny DeVito made it looking like he has four fingers on each hand and they're all thumbs. I don't know, just... But he made it. He's a national treasure. We love him. We love Daniel DeVito. Yeah, it's his real name. Danny DeVito's stage name. Stage name. We love him, right? But he was also the penguin in the movie Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I feel like he didn't have to audition for that role. I feel like he sat down in the makeup chair and he's like, what's it gonna take, like 14, 15 hours? And they were like... <laughs> Seven minutes tops, buddy. You just go out there and be yourself. <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to be in Chicago, here in Chicago, a city where the summer is bearable. This is nice. I live in Houston where it's hot and muggy. Houston summers feel like when you, you walked into a car that everyone just had sex in. It's very awful. It's like the weather there is really, it's really fucked up. Like in February, we had this winter storm and it like shut Texas down. It was like winter happened during winter and all of Texas was like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and Ted Cruz. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, you guys don't like Ted Cruz? That's so weird. Oh my God. Uh, Ted Cruz took his family and he went to Mexico, which was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you know, the last time there was ice in Texas, Ted Cruz was forcing other people's families to go to Mexico. 
I had to do that joke. I can't do it. There's no time left on that joke. Doesn't, I have to do it. I miss Trump. <laughs> Let me finish! I miss Trump. I miss Trump because it like it was exciting. It was just exciting. It's boring now. Every time I see Biden speak, I feel like they're taping his eyes open. All right, stop it. No one wants to hear a 95-year-old wax statues talk. It's upsetting. When when Trump was president, it felt like we gave a kid like a gun. And everyone's like, you think he's gonna shoot it? He's <laughs> gonna shoot it every day. You're like, how do you get a grenade? It's exciting, you know? And it was crazy because it's like two, a two-month election to end up with Biden. That's just like, it's, I don't know, man. It's like, no, no one cares about Biden. It just, we would be fine with an upside-down broom with glasses. That would be totally okay. Because Texas, Texas almost flipped blue at one point. I remember people were calling me from other states. They're like, oh my God, Texas is gonna flip blue. It's gonna flip blue. It's gonna flip blue. I was like, you don't fucking live here, do you? <laughs> Texas gonna flip blue. I saw a Prius with a bumper sticker that said, I got two pronouns. It's y'all and all y'all. <laughs> and Trump, Trump got, Trump got impeached twice. <laughs> That's so funny. He got impeached on his way out. Do you know how bad you have to be at your job for everyone to try to fire you after you put in your two weeks notice? That's incredible. And it was because of the insurrection. A round of applause for the uh, insurrection. <laughs> it, it was crazy, the insurrection. There was like 400 white people got together and they were like, we're gonna attack us. <laughs> you know how hard that was for me to watch as a brown man? the insurrection, because it felt like white people took, like, terrorism back. <laughs> Sorry, it felt like you gentrified terror. <laughs> it's like, we can't have anything in this country anymore. 9-11 <laughs> used to mean something, folks. Here's the last one. And here's the thing about 9-11. <laughs> I have stickers. <laughs> A lot of my friends are comedians, okay? Two of them are funny, the rest of them are drug addicts. <laughs> Literally don't support comedy. <laughs> but every 9-11, every 9-11, I always get these messages from my friends because they think they're so funny. They go, I just wanted to wish you a happy 9-11. <laughs> That's their joke. You know, like at some holiday, like I'm sitting around with my family around the 9-11 tree. Uh, <laughs> knocking it down, putting another one back. I don't know, I'm just, all right, just spitballing, just spitballing, just spitballing. With paper machete, I never, I never respond to those messages because out of respect for September 11th, I put my phone in airplane mode, okay? So, all right. Zahid Devji lives in Houston, Texas, and we are consistently delighted by his visits. 
Well, last week, climate and environmental scientists were stunned by record-breaking temperatures across the country, as well as an undersea pipeline rupture that caused the ocean surface near Mexico to literally catch fire. At the machete, to comment, we welcomed two burnt-out bunnies. Here they are. God, the burning, the burning, the burning, the flames engulf us all. Sorry, everyone. It's been an eventful week, thanks to you humans. Uh, you all have seen the Cincinnati dancing pig. Well, get ready for the Oregon dying rabbits. Forest in the Pacific Northwest, or used to live there. My name's Loeb. And, and I'm Bugs, and ha ha, laugh it up, Bugs. <laughs> and Lola, <laughs> funny. <laughs> My whole family is dead. <laughs> For your information, my parents named me Bugs because I like to eat bugs. And my parents named me Lola because I came out with big tits and basketball shorts. <laughs> the past few weeks have seen record-breaking heat waves across the continent, particularly in the Pacific Northwest. And combined with extreme drought and mankind's love of the flame, it's resulted in massive wildfires that have cremated our entire ecosystem and <gasps> even made your vacation homes a little smoky. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, roasted. Now, we're not here to scold you for your inaction on climate change or your love of fireworks. This is paper machete, we would be a preaching to the choir. We know that you've already posted on Nextdoor about the dangers of sparklers. We know you already wash and sort your recycling before it's sent to a landfill in Rockford. We know that your $900,000 bungalow has a yard sign that says, in this house we believe love is love, Black Lives Matter, and climate change is real that you bought on Amazon! You did that! You bought it on Amazon! We know! Much like your 401k, you've maxed out your personal contribution. Instead, we'd like to take the more rational approach and incite you towards a violent revolution against your current ruling class. <laughs> It's 120 degrees in Portland, and this summer will be the coldest summer of the rest of your life. Entire ecosystems like the Great Barrier Reef, Amazon rainforest, Arctic tundra, and the forests we used to live in could disappear this century. 150 species go extinct every day. Fingers crossed your necks. Fingers crossed your necks. And we know this hasn't motivated you so far, so instead just, just think about this, what this will do to your electricity bill. Oh no, oh, the money, oh no. Oh no. Not the precious money. Oh, oh no. you will need that to buy the things. What will you do without your things? Oh no, oh, no. Our, oh, 
were burned to a crisp, so we'll tell you it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. So what can you do? Well, scientists estimate that we'll need to reach zero carbon emissions by 2050. So we're all going to need to make some big changes. Now, by round of applause, and be honest, who here has drank bottled water before? Fuck you, my family is dead! They died! They died! Uh, sorry, sorry, that was, uh, sorry, that was for me. Okay, by round of applause, and, and no, no shame or guilt here. Who drove a car to get here? Fuck you, my family is dead! Uh, sorry, that was mean. That was so mean. That was so mean. mean. So sorry. mean, sorry. Let's make it up to you. Well, um, you know, I actually bought you all some gifts. It should just imagine. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! That's a kiss from the corpses of our children! That's good to get that out of our systems. <laughs> because when you really look at it, individual action is really just a small part of the whole equation. Yeah, just 100 companies are responsible for 71% of the world's carbon emissions. So all your paper straws and boxed water and artisanal diva cups, well, it's not nothing, but it's just nothing adjacent, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to what you do as an in, when it comes to what you as an individual should do, yes, do your best to stop giving money to Nestle and Exxon. But these companies deserve worse than a boycott. They deserve death. <laughs> so instead of drinking groundwater and using your own piss as biofuel, let's some of that individual effort towards an upheaval of global leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier we said that we'd like to incite you towards violent revolution against your current ruling class, and wouldn't you know it, just yesterday, the perfect opportunity popped up. <laughs> you may have seen the video where a pipeline in the Gulf of Mexico burst and set the ocean on fire. Yeah, this thing is gnarly as hell, y'all. Oh, my God. Our vision is black and white and based on movement, and even we were like, this is some Mount Doom-level shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but let this, let's turn this environmental tragedy in a, into a tragitunity. <laughs> a loony-toony tragitunity. And let's cast these CEOs and politicians into the ocean fire. Yeah! <laughs> Jeff Bezos, when he gets back, cast him, him into, into the, the ocean fire. fire. Ted Cruz, cast him, him into, into the ocean fire. fire. Joe Biden, we are legally obligated to note the satirical parody nature of our desire to literally cast him into the ocean fire. Louis Gomer, Elon Musk, Diane Feinstein, cast him into the ocean fire. 
worst in cinema, Elmer Fudd, cast them into the ocean fire. Yes, Green Mill. The hour of our vengeance is upon us. Go forth and sow chaos and destruction. I have been Bugs Bunny. I have been Lola Bunny. Thank you. Good night. That pair of burnt-out bunnies was created and played for the machete by our friends Atra Asdu and Gary Pascal. So, it was America's birthday over the weekend, and to celebrate, we featured a set of cabaret tunes by American composers, interpreted by one of the city's finest jazz singers, who actually made his machete debut this past Saturday. Here's Paul Marinero. Thank you. Chris, you've been asking me to do this for how many years? About four or five? Many, many years. You finally got me. Um, I always thought that this was... I've been on... Mike and I have been on the Green Mill stage many, many times. Uh, much different crowd, so... This is... <laughs> and it seems a little early to drink, but I may break that rule. It's America's birthday. We're going to jump... Of all the great American composers, we're going to start with the number one, Mr. Duke Ellington. This is a favorite of ours. I walk down the street, seems everyone I meet gives me a friendly hello. hello. <laughs> I guess I'm just a lucky so and so. The birds in every tree are also neighborly, they sing wherever I go. I guess that I'm just a lucky so-and-so. If you should ask me the amount in my bank account, I'd have to confess that I'm slipping. That don't bother me confidentially. I've got a dream. It's a pippin'. <laughs> and when the day is through Each night I hurry to A home where love waits I know I guess That I'm just a lucky so-and-so When I walk down the street Seems everyone I meet Gives me a friendly hello so-and-so The birds in every tree are also neighborly 
They sing wherever I go I guess that I'm just a lucky so-and-so Well, if you should ask me the amount in my bank account Well, I'd have to confess that I'm slipping that don't bother me confidentially I've got a dream and it's a pepin and when the day is through each night I hurry to a home where love waits I know I guess that I'm just a lucky so and so Confidentially, I've got a dream And it's a pippin' When the day's through Each night I hurry to A home where love waits I know I guess that I'm just a lucky so And so, and so, and so Well, I guess That I'm just a lucky Just lucky, and I guess that I'm just a lucky so and so. Thank you so much, Mike Alamana. Oh, maybe a little whiskey wouldn't hurt. You're at the Green Mill, you have to have a cocktail. We're going to jump to uh, a wonderful bossa nova that Mike and I do, and we'll be recording shortly. This one makes me feel as if uh, it is slightly towards the romantic side. And I, um, as much as I disprove that over and over, I will play the part of a romantic in this next tune. This one reminds me of those uh, endless months of the pandemic. This is called You and I. People come and call, they say, let's go and have a ball. They always try to get me out, cause I was once the guy about. Now I stay at home and I no longer care to roam. And all my friends are calling me names, cause I don't play their silly games. 
But let them say just what they will Of empty life I've had my fill I've no desire to be blasé I've lost the urge to live that way Let them have the cars The fancy clothes and classy bars I'm quite content to let those pleasures pass me by I need only you And I People come and call, they say, let's go and have a ball They always try to get me out Cause I was once the guy about Now I stay at home And I no longer care to roam And all my friends are calling me names Cause I don't play their silly games Let them say just what they will Of empty life I've had my fill I've no desire to be blasé Lost the urge to live that way Let them have their cars The fancy clothes and classy bars I'm quite content to let those pleasures pass me by I need only you and Let's go and have a ball They always try to get me out Cause I was once the guy about Now I stay at home And I no longer care to roam And all my friends are calling me names Cause I don't play their silly games Let them say just what they will Of empty life I've had my fill I've no desire to be blasé I've lost the urge to live that way Let them have their cars Fancy clothes and classy bars Quite content to let those pleasures pass me by I need only you and I Yes, I need only you and I Yes, I need only you and I, only you, and I, only you, and I, only Thank you so much. Thank you. That was the great Paul Marinero, accompanied by Mike Alamana. Well, one of the silliest headlines of last week was that of a man intercepted by Belfast police 
discovered to have cocaine hidden between his butt cheeks, who told cops someone else must have put it there, a statement which was read aloud in court. To weigh in at the machete, we welcomed the Eastern European god of drugs and tracksuits. Here he is now. music. I'm mad. That's right. I'm the Eastern European god of tracksuits and drugs. I showed you humans drugs. My brother is the Eastern European god of waging civil war while wearing tracksuits and on drugs. Uh, the Eastern European pantheon of gods is very uh, rich. Uh, yeah, I introduced drugs to you guys way back in the day. And the rule was don't snitch. All right. That was the one fucking rule. All right. You pray to me. You know, you give a couple offerings, bam. I make drugs appear, but you can't talk to the police. That was rule number one. You guys are patently fucking that up, okay? I put the coke there. I made it appear between his butt cheeks. It's what I do, all right? <laughs> sir, have we, sir, have we ever met before? No. no? Do me a favor, bam, check your butt cheeks right now. What do you got back there? <laughs> Hold it up for the people to see. That's right, drugs. <laughs> Didn't mean to Chris Angel mind freak you, but that's what I do. Let's double it up. Sir, check your back pocket. Check your butt cheeks. Check, your, check nature's back pocket for me. Bam, second bag, right there. Double that up. Let's see David Blaine do that shit. He can't. All right? Be careful with that stuff. That, that shit killed River Phoenix. So, that was 27 years ago. I'm gonna make a River Phoenix uh, reference. There you go. And the snitching isn't the only thing you guys are doing wrong, all right? That was the deal. When I brought you guys the drugs, we said no snitching, and we said no weird shit. And you guys are doing a lot of weird shit, okay? <laughs> I turn around for one second, I come back, you guys invented crack. What the fuck? <laughs> all right? I didn't give you guys cocaine, so you get all weird and racist about it, all right? <laughs> if I'm the god of drugs and tracksuits, Ronald Reagan is the god of being a dick to black people, all right? <laughs> and crack set that up. Don't even get me started. We're not even going to talk about the opioid crisis, all right? I don't know why you guys woke up one day and decided to fuck West Virginia right in the ass. If you ever been to West Virginia, those guys don't need drugs. They need showers and books, all right? I don't know why you decided to... This whole thing is my fault. I 100% acknowledge that. I showed up. I gave drugs to humanity, but I didn't give you guys any guidance. That's my fault. Like, my grandma used to say, if you give a monkey a gun, he might shoot you in the dick, all right? And that's true. <laughs> So I got some new rules for drugs, okay, until you guys clean up your ass, all right? Already brought it up once, gonna say it again, no more crack. We're done with crack, okay? It's too intense. That was weird, that was a weird thing. I gave you guys cocaine, not crack, all right? Cocaine, though, is gonna be legal, it's gonna be everywhere. Remember how they were putting cocaine in, uh, in soft drinks? We're switching up, we're not doing Coca-Cola, we're doing Yoohoo, all right? It's gonna be in Yoohoo, because if you're drinking a Yoohoo, you probably need some Coke. Life's not going that great for you. We're gonna go back to psychiatrists prescribing it to their patients, all right? Remember Freud? I gave him that shit. That was me, all right? Oh, you wanna fuck your mom? Here's a bump. Feel better. <laughs> Cocaine is completely legal, but you're only allowed to do it in bathrooms, all right? We're going back to the hits. No more living rooms, no more buses, bathrooms, all right? That's why bathrooms are invented. If it wasn't for cocaine, y'all would be shitting in buckets and in the woods. 
and too much talking while you're doing cocaine. We need to calm down. No one's allowed to pitch their small business idea or whatever app they want to make. The only acceptable topic of conversation when you're doing cocaine is how much Motley Crue rules. All right? That's the only thing you're allowed to talk about. All right? And no more dumb phrases when it comes to drugs. I hate that you guys say on crack to assume that something is more fun. Like, I hate when you guys are like, yeah, cherry Dr. Pepper is a lot like regular Dr. Pepper on crack. And that implies that it's more fun. You can't use that implication for people. Stop it. You can't be like, yeah, Mike's coming over. He's a fun, regular dude on crack. He's great. <laughs> Mike sucks. Mike just stole my TV. <laughs> no more putting drugs in your buttholes. What are you guys doing? I just found out about this. You guys are getting high. Buttholes are not meant for drugs, okay? Buttholes are meant for people on drugs who want to experiment, okay? That's how we're doing that. I don't care, and all right, MDMA, Molly, MDMA, I didn't even bet that one. I don't know which one of you guys came up with that, all right? But if you're, it's illegal if you're over 30, it's mandatory if you're over 18. So do the math on that. <laughs> ecstasy is gone, no more ecstasy unless you have a time machine and can go back to 1997. <laughs> and we're not doing any, we are, and no Joe Rogan drugs, all right? No more DMT or ketamine. I don't care what that bald asshole says. Is with ketamine. Who, which one of you guys? I don't remember giving you guys. I gave you guys like four things. All right, I gave you guys weed, cocaine, a little bit of opium. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. And mushrooms. I don't remember giving you guys ketamine. I had to do. I had to call the home office on this one. All right, I didn't even know because I thought horses invented ketamine. You guys invented ketamine for horses. What the fuck? Why you guys need to de-stress horses? You guys are the ones stressing them out. What's happening? You don't need to give horses. Oh, so I'm sorry you're stressed out. Here's some drugs. Also, if you break a leg, we're gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> That's what they do. Do you have a horse breaks its leg? A bunch of doctors in a room decide that we should shoot that horse in the face without fixing the leg. Fix the leg. We fix legs all the time. What are you doing? What kind of doctor are you? You have a gun in your doctor's bag. <laughs> Imagine if you, a human being, broke your leg and a bunch of horses on ketamine decided that we should shoot you in the face. All right, I gotta get out of here. Um, these are the new rules. Uh, keep your shit together, don't talk to the cops. I gotta go sell weed to Matthew McConaughey. You guys have been great, thank you so much. The Eastern European god of drugs and tracksuits was created and played for the machete by Sorab Feruzesh. And finally, last week, former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld passed away at the age of 88. To eulogize him, we were very delighted to feature the creator and host of the podcast The Constant. This is Mark Chrysler. Hello. Am I alive? Oh, good, good. All right, now everyone shut up. I only have a thousand words to pay my respect to Donald Rumsfeld, so we cannot afford to waste a moment. Donald Rumsfeld. The dog vomit slime mold is an ancient and primordial organism which feeds mostly opportunistically on decomposing organic bodies, and this is not a metaphor! <laughs> For serious, Donald Rumsfeld. The dog vomit slime mold is so-called because of its palate and amorphous appearance, which is easy to mistake for bile. Although, in Scandinavian folklore, it was not recognized as coming from dogs, but rather from a troll cat. 
which is a witch's familiar crafted from bits of stolen hair, flesh, and fingernails. And I repeat, this is not a metaphor. Donald Rumsfeld. For most of its life cycle, the dog vomit slime mold exists as a single-celled organism. During times of plenty, these individual cells live microscopic amoeba-like lives, feeding on similarly microscopic bacteria. It is only when famine hits that they take on their namesake appearance. When food is scarce, the cells release a chemical pheromone that encourages them to aggregate. Their cell walls dissolve, and the shadows cast on this script render it impossible to read, and the many individual nuclei from to form together into one larger plasmodia, which can reach two or three meters in size. These large, barf-like accretions can move about by pushing the leading edge of cytoplasm forward, while at the same time retracting those at back, achieving a speed of up to one and a third millimeters per second, which is the fastest of any microorganism. Another fun fact about dog vomit slime mold, which seems entirely irrelevant to a eulogy for Donald Rumsfeld, but only because it is entirely irrelevant to a eulogy about Donald Rumsfeld, is that it is one of a number of slime molds that reproduces trisexually. Yeah. There are three different types of reproductive genes, and each of the molds contains all three of them, which is to say that there are three slime mold sexes and each individual is all three of them. Four, actually, since they are also able to reproduce asexually via fission. And again, this information doesn't even vaguely approach relevance to Donald Rumsfeld, but it might be nice to keep in your back pocket for the next time that uncle gets on some pseudoscientific train of gender essentialist bullshit. No, 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 shut up, no time for that. Donald Rumsfeld. In 1869, mycologist Oscar Brefeld discovered that slime molds were not mold at all, and a protracted debate about their proper taxonomy began. Together, they are said to fall, or today, rather, they are said to fall under the kingdom Protista, which is a definition of exclusion. Protista are any eukaryotic life form that isn't an animal plant, or fungus, or as Professor Chris Reed put it to Scientific American, protista is the group reserved for everything we don't really understand. <laughs> put another way, you could say that slime molds are known unknowns. <laughs> but don't, don't say that. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld. If you're expecting a payoff to this bit, there isn't one. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld. The most fascinating thing about slime molds is that research undertaken in the last 20 years suggests that they possess a still mysterious emergent form of intelligence. For instance, when faced with a number of different foodstuffs, a slime mold is able to preferentially choose that which is most nutrient-rich and move towards it. Oh. More impressively, a slime mold can solve and then traverse a maze. This in spite of lacking not only a brain, but any sort of nervous system whatsoever. And this is definitely not a metaphor. <sighs> Donald Rumsfeld. 
Although many sources describe the dog vomit slime mold as inedible, in the Mexican state of Veracruz, indigenous tribes are known to fry it with onions and peppers and eat it on tortillas. The Spanish name for this dish is caca de luna, or poop of the moon. Yes. It is also the main source of food for a small black sponge ball beetle, which lives in rotting tree bark around Veracruz. This beetle has large, intimidating-looking pincers, but will usually roll up into a tight, cowardly, defensive ball when threatened. It was discovered in 2005 by entomologists Quentin Wheeler and Kelly Miller at Cornell University, who gave it the scientific name, don't mistake this for a payoff, Agathidium Rumsfeldi. And this is not a fucking metaphor. I have expressed that explicitly. When questioned by the press why they were naming this cowardly, rotten tree branch living, puke mold eating beetle after the then US Secretary of Defense, don't get excited because I'm not gonna pay this off. I've already made that as clear as I possibly can. Wheeler insisted it was meant to be an honor. Well, let's hear him out. We admire these leaders as fellow citizens, he wrote, who have the courage to convince and are willing to follow the principles of freedom and democracy, although it is very often difficult and unpopular, instead of accepting the obvious and popular, which democracy actually is based on whatever, fucking shit. <laughs> Whether you believe Wheeler or not, I will emphasize one last time that I have not spent 850 of my thousand word limit talking about slime molds and slime mold beetles as a metaphor. Instead, I have chosen to focus on slime molds in lieu of Donald Rumsfeld because A, slime molds are interesting. Whereas B, fuck Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, I, th I thought that would be a controversial statement in this place. Uh, <laughs> Who knew my audience? On Sunday, November 2nd, 2003, just seven months into the war he lied to invent, grossly mismanaged, Donald Rumsfeld went on Fox News Sunday to be interviewed by Tony Snow. His rank incompetence, active malice, and disregard for the very notion of morality eventually led to the deaths of thousands of American soldiers in addition to an untold number of Iraqi civilian casualties. Hundreds of thousands? A million? More? We'll never know. Because, as he told Tony Snow that day, we don't do body counts. So, uh, I'll be dog vomit before I count his. Mark Chrysler is the creator and host of the podcast, The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. And that's that. Our second week back after COVID-19 and a half. Thanks for listening. The Paper Machete is produced every Saturday afternoon at the Green Mill by Christopher Pyatt. That's me. And our production manager, Lauren Kapinski. Our guy on the soundboard remains our trusty audio engineer, Jacob Serio. We're going to be on this side of the paywall, as it were, for just a few more weeks. After that, you can access it exclusively by becoming a monthly subscriber. Check out how at thepapermachete.org. We're going to leave you with one more from the Braided Janes. We hope to see you at the Green Mill again soon. Until then, as always, good night, Mrs. Steinberg, wherever you are.
your lover knows You've been hiding on your telephone And I know I shouldn't give a shh Until I heard it, I love you slow Up in front, you know the skeletons go hiding in your closet Up in front, you know the skeletons go hiding in your closet Now you wanna open your eyes Now you wanna see with your mind Now you wanna turn on the now you wanna open your mind Walk and find you know the skeletons you're hiding in your closet Walk and find you know the clues that you've been leaving me behind I see you, I see you, I see you very well You try and try and try and try to hide it Mind their time.